Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Movie Digest. I'm JQ. And I'm Finn. And today it's top five sports movies. So, sports movies. My, my criteria was, does it include automobile yeah i think well because obviously it we're right in the middle of the world cup which yep. has been amazing i'm a massive football fan jq absolutely abhors it yep so we couldn't do top five football movies nope. so we've broadened it slightly to uh you know there's, it's not just the football you've also got wimbledon on just now yep, wimbledon. Got, so um yeah it, our top five sports movies yep i think you're gonna hate a couple of mine it's more than likely <laughs> who'd have thought um but you yeah. can go first um okay because you've got the sports passion i do i do um strangely enough though no football movies on here no because there aren't any decent ones exactly I yeah. actually no i've got one of mine I, I, I can i can guess already which one it is <laughs> because of who's in it um but no it's not it does not warrant a top five uh, number five for me was um a film called a league of their own which is a baseball movie with Madonna and Gina Davis and Tom okay. Hanks. Okay. Which is pretty good. I remember seeing it when I was really, really young and it made me cry. Uh, I thought, it, <laughs> I, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. But I've always loved anything that Tom Hanks is in. He's yeah. just he's amazing. Um, so it's, it's, it's How was Madonna in it? Hmm? How was Madonna in it? She's good, actually. Yeah. It, I mean, this, so it's from about like 91, 92. Yeah, it's quite early. When yeah. she was still, you know. Hot. Well, yeah, but she she was uh, she I think she'd done like Body of Evidence and a couple of other big films, uh, and obviously Gina Davis is a great actress as well, and there are a couple of other like I think Rosie O'Donnell's on in it as well, uh, so it's quite an interesting cast. It's good nice. though; it's really good. Uh, nice, but yeah. Number four, moving swiftly on, is the phenomenal Raging Bull. Of course, yeah, with uh, Robert De Niro, one of the best biopics, and actually the one that brought me around to Martin Scorsese because I'd seen yeah. a few of his films, and I thought they were okay. But I saw Raging Bull and it absolutely blew me away. I love it when he was in the apartment just talking and someone was shouting out the window and he leans out and starts shouting back. That was <laughs> that was improvised because that was an actual neighbour complaining about the noise. I, well, I think that quite a lot of the really famous scenes in that, the whole, the one where they're talking about if, um, trying to do this without using any naughty language, the whole <laughs> bit where uh, Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro are shouting about if one of them's had biblical relations with the other one's <laughs> yep. miss, uh, Mrs. Uh, I, I think most of that was unscripted. Yeah. They, they knew what they wanted to say, but they just let them basically have at it. Yeah. And then, of course, there's one of the one of the most famous instances as well in that film of an actor taking on a massive physical change yeah. because they're completely of, different in the weight that De Niro put on for the the latter stages of the film. That record has been broken by someone. Is it Christian Bale? It probably would be. I think the the biggest weight change. Yeah. Because when he went from is it Batman? The first Batman down to the weight that he was for the Machinist. I thought it was the other way around. And then, but then he went back up again ah, to play Batman again. Right. Okay. I think that's the biggest weight gain by any actor. And it, and then he lost it again <laughs> for Rescue Dawn, and then had to put it back on again for it was either the next Batman or the Terminator films or something oh, like Jesus. that. Jesus. So yeah. Yeah. Nice. Number three is uh, Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore, <laughs> the golf one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, a lot of other good golf movies in there, uh, most of them starring Kevin Costner. Yeah. But um, I again, like, I grew up watching the Adam Sandler films when he was when he first came through, and yeah. when they were still actually quite funny. And Happy Gilmore, there's just so many brilliant moments in it. And also his mentor is uh, Carl Carl Weathers. Ah, uh, is Tim Curry in that film? N- no, no. I don't know no, why I'm getting confused. But. Um, 
Carl Weathers has like a, a really rubbish fake hand. Oh yeah, that's eaten by a yeah. crocodile. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, Carl Weathers is like, uh, "You took my hand, but I tore their best eyes out." It's, just, it's absolutely brilliant. But I think you know that was kind of what, because at the time that was only like the second or third big film that Adam Sandler had done. Yeah. So people weren't really bored of his, you know, yeah. angry, yeah, his uh, slapstick yeah. comedy. Um, but it's Happy Gilmore's hilarious, so funny. Number two, getting towards the business end. It was a close call for me between one and two. Number two, and again, for number two, it could have been any one of about six different films, but I've gone for the first Rocky film. Okay. I'm not a massive boxing fan. No. Um, And if I'm being perfectly honest, I'm not a massive fan of biopics, which makes it strange that there's two boxing biopics (laughs) on my top five. But that's a sign of how good those films are. Rocky is just the ultimate underdog story yeah. it's such a simple story but it is done so well yeah and you know there's all the stories about like um i think sly stallone wrote it in about three days yeah and he took it around all these different studios yeah. to try and get it made and because he wasn't a big name at the time uh, nobody really wanted to put him in it they wanted robert redford or right. something like that but he said he wouldn't let it get made unless he could star in it and you now it's going to me and you know <laughs> Now, you can't imagine anyone else but Sly playing no. Rocky. He is Rocky, you know? Adrian! <laughs> you can't imagine anyone else saying that. But I, I've got to say, for me, it's probably one of the strongest canons of yeah. the film franchise. I don't think I've seen two, three, and four, or five. I haven't seen the one with Mr. T. That's three. Three, okay. uh, Which is phenomenal. I mean, they've all got their own charm. So the first two are when he fights Carl Weathers, Apollo Creed. Right. Is that the dude from Predator? Yeah, and yeah. the dude from Happy Gilmore that I was right, just talking okay, about. Yeah. Is that, yeah. Um, three is where he fights Mr. T. Four is where he fights <laughs> Dolph Lundgren. Yep. From, who's He's the, the Russian, Russian boxer, yeah. yeah. And five is the one where Rocky's kind of retired, and that, that was, that's kind of the crappiest one. So five, yeah. five is the one that is the, the weakest. But then Rocky Balboa is amazing. So, yeah, you've got five sterling films in, in a canon of six there, which is... Uh, pretty good average. Pretty good. Pretty good. Number one for me, though... Had to be Space Jam. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> nah, I, I do love Space Jam, but it wouldn't make top five. Number one for me is Cool Runnings. Uh, of course. I've spoken about it so many times, yeah. but... Refer to episodes 2, 7, <laughs> 9, and 14. <laughs> um, for the longest time, and again, I don't think this is the first time I've, I've said this, but for the longest time, there were only two films that could make me cry as an adult. One was Gladiator and one was Cool Runnings. Gladiator? Yeah, the bit at the end. Gladiator, where... not Glad he ate her. yeah. Gladiator with Russell Crowe. I was thinking of the uh, porn parody. Ah, I haven't seen that. Glad he ate I haven't seen that. <laughs> I ain't seen that. No, Cool Runnings is just... I, I learned so much from Cool Runnings. <laughs> what I, did I, you learn from Cool Runnings? It's, well, I saw it when I was like... I uh, was it for someone's eighth or ninth birthday party at the cinema. And just remember... Th- I was just mesmerised by it. It was just, it was so cool. But it, it, it tells you so much about uh, underdogs, about yeah. uh, racial discrimination, ethnic minorities parents approval all these different kind of things the bit at the end where uh, apologies for anybody that hasn't seen it you really should have you seen haven't it seen it then um my but, i haven't seen it and it's based, it's based on what i haven't seen it no you're i've lying. never seen it you must have talked about it so much that is unforgivable jq <laughs> Just yeah, tell us. oh my goodness uh, we have i have to go out and buy a copy of it now on dvd cool runnings is just one of the it's for me it's a great sports film it's like there's nothing that rivals it um, and of course it's all based on a true story there's some poetic license taken into yeah. it but um 
it, it's it's amazing. I think it's weird though because I think I'm potentially the only age range of person that would hold it in such high esteem because I think people that were in the younger world. than me and people that are older than me who didn't see it at the time that I saw it, yeah, they just don't appreciate it the same way that I do. But like there was an article, I think it was in Empire Magazine recently, where one of the writers who's about the same age as me was did like a twenty year catch up with the crew. He was the same age then. He was the same age as me then. Right, okay. Uh, so he's like kind of like, you know, late 20s now. But he, um, yeah, he, we were just like, both couldn't fathom why it's not <laughs> regarded in a higher value. I think by, you two should start a club. That'd be amazing. It'd be so good. Um, <laughs> there's so many great lines in it as well. It's so funny. But I think it, it really balances it well, that the kind of, uh, the funny side of it to the, to the serious side of yeah. it. And the transformation that the characters go on as a group and as individuals, I just love it. And also, I think it was, one of the last major films that John Candy made before he sadly passed away, which yes. is another reason that I just absolutely love it to bits. So. Very good. So there, well, I was not surprised that, that was uh, top five. So moving on to mine. Can you guess what my first one is? Escape to Victory? Yes. <laughs> Knew so it was going to be in there. <laughs> because it's got Mark or Bleeding Kane. Mark or Kane. It's got, uh, the thing that I love about Escape to Victory, well. yeah, I, well, I haven't seen it for so long, yeah. but they had, they've got some random ones in there. So there was a Scotland international called John Wark who plays right. in it. Who's the American in it? Uh, well, Sly Stallone's a goalkeeper. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Sly Stallone, yeah. Um, and you've got Bobby Moore in there as yeah. well, who was the England captain when they won the World Cup. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard that. Did you know that England once won the World Cup? Did they? They, they very rarely talk about it. No, it was 1966. Seven, I think it like was. something like yeah, that. I can't like remember that. exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just there's one scene that I keep thinking about is for some reason they needed some someone to go through, so they took the bed apart, put a guy's arm on it, and then broke his arm. You not see that? Kicked his. They took I a plank not, out. I haven't seen it skip to victory since like Christmas 1996 or yeah, something. Like that. That's a long that time. Kind of like oh god, they've broken his arm, so they deliberately broke his arm so he didn't play, so someone else could get through and then go and escape. I can't remember how they escaped. I think it's through the changing room somehow, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't remember. Obviously loved it that much. I can't remember. <laughs> but no, I liked it because it's got Michael Caine in it. Number four. Cars. I've not seen Cars. You've not seen Cars? No. You've seen Cool Runnings, but you haven't seen Cars? Of course, everybody should have seen Cool Runnings. <laughs> cars is not as important a film. <laughs> cars is a very good film. It's got a good, good moral compass in it. You know, don't be an idiot. Have some good friends. Don't it's, be a... Car's got Paul Newman in it. Yes, he plays the sort of mentor. One of his last films before he passed I think away. So yeah, he's really good in it. Really gravelly voice. He's awesome. Yeah, he's very good. Uh, obviously, being it's one of the all the new Pixar films that come out are basically crap because <laughs> they've been bought by Disney. So it's mm. this Disney films made by Pixar. So this is when Pixar was still uh, churning out good stuff like Up and Wally and yeah. you know, all that sort of stuff. So it's very good. Cars too. Load of old Tosh. Yeah. Even though it's got Michael Caine in it, which is... Michael Caine. Yeah, he plays a Aston Martin. He basically James <laughs> Bond. <laughs> <laughs> so that, is, that bit's good, but the rest of it's rubbish. Uh, yeah, so Cars is good. So number three, Rocky Balboa. <laughs> yeah, it's a good choice. Yeah. Good choice. I, I think it's not... I don't think anything can be quite as good as the first one, but Balboa yeah. is very, very good. And film. it's got the right ending as well. Yeah, Not definitely. to spoil it for everyone, but yeah, he couldn't, he couldn't have done the thing you'd want him to do, but he does the thing that he kind of should have done. So it all nicely ties in together. I think it's one of those things that actually Sly, in the tail end of his, his career now, has come into a new phase, but he's one of the few people that's taken 
beloved characters made films decades after they first came out. So another one would be Rambo. Yeah. The most recent Rambo film was fantastic. A lot of blood. Yeah, but it was it was it was great. Yeah. Um and, and and again with Rocky, he didn't sully the memory of Rocky and what had gone before. Yeah. And if anything, six is an improvement on five. Yeah. Um so that's it is it's cool when someone does a franchise right like that. Number two, I suppose it wasn't in your list, Jerry Maguire. It's good well. See, Show I, me the money. I, yeah, I know. I know this comes Show in as a money. sports film. Show me the money. <laughs> it comes in as a sports film, but it's not really like it doesn't really show the sport. It's it, <laughs> he's a, he's a sports um, agent. Yeah, so, I don't know. Yeah. It was a blurred line for me. Blurred line. I just, I yeah, I do like Jerry Maguire. But. It is a, it's, it's quite a funny film. Uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. is pretty funny in it. He's really good in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rani Zellweger's in it as well, isn't she? She's she's yeah, love interest. I think so. Yeah. I can't quite remember. But number one for me, I suppose it wasn't in your list, Caddyshack. Yeah, Caddyshack's brilliant. <laughs> like you were saying, there are, there are other amazing golf films, uh, but Happy Gilmore for me was yeah. always slightly better. I, it's just all the whole Saturday Night Live people in it rather than the old Saturday Night Live, not the new ones. Mm. Uh, obviously, it's got Bill Murray in it, which yep. is awesome. Yep. Um, Dan Aykroyd, was he in it? Yeah. He was? It's it's a great film. I, I again I haven't seen it in so long, but um, yeah, it's Caddyshack's hilarious. I, I I wish there would be more people that do those kind of like films because actually, well, there were a couple of like honourable mentions, and I was like, I wouldn't put um, you know films like Dodgeball or Blades of Glory or anything in there. I think they're a bit too new, aren't they? Yeah, I mean they're good fun, but they're not quite as like classic. I wouldn't say they're not as as memorable yeah. as those ones. Another one that was really close to being on my list that just missed was um, Chariots of Fire, which I think never is a seen film. it. Superb film, but that's like a real investment. That's like a Ben Hur, like a bank holiday, three hour long. You know, yeah, I don't have that much time. It's brilliant. Though. It really <laughs> is great. There we go. There's our top five sports. Uh, we're starting to run out of <laughs> things to do a top five about. So if you've got any suggestions, do tweet. Feel free to tweet us or do, Facebook. Do we even have the, <laughs> yeah. the Twitter account? Okay, I haven't seen that. Yeah, at I haven't seen that. Yeah, say so tweet us or uh, Facebook page is probably Facebook easier. Page, yeah, because we actually get notified on that if someone yeah. tweets us. And also, if you want to give us a review on iTunes, we might need to do an appeal. Another appeal. <laughs> <laughs> if you can find it in your heart to give five minutes of your time. So on to the news, or yeah, news, yeah, movie news, movie news. Um, the, because of the the frequency with which we do the podcast now there seems yeah. to be people dropping like flies all the time so yeah. we always kind of start off i think last time we talked about bob hoskins he just yeah. passed away and in the last uh six weeks or so since we did the last podcast there have been two very prominent uh people from the world of film and tv that have passed away the most recent one was just uh, the other week eli wallach who died obviously famous from the spaghetti westerns the good the bad and the ugly not ringing any bells. No. Nope. Uh, 98 years old, so it was a good Jeez. innings he had. Um, but I, I think slightly more uh, shocking was the sad passing of Rick Mill yes. at 56. Which sucked. Who's, I think for anybody growing up in, in the UK for the, over the last like, you know, 30 years or so, everyone will have known Rick Mill from something. Yeah. And I, I, he's one of those people that I think everybody liked whenever he was in anything I, I mean I remember growing up watching films like Drop Dead Fred yeah. I absolutely loved um, and then of course there's all the, the classic comedy you know the comic strip presents and the young ones and yeah. Bottom and all yeah. these different kind of things but even like I remember 
uh, he used to be on Jack and Nori every so often. Yes. And I was never a big fan of Jack and Nori, but whenever he was on, I loved it because he would always like tell these stories like it would be like the twits or something, you know, something really dirty, disgusting yeah. and gross and it just it suited the way that he, he told stories perfectly. I absolutely loved it. And the kids were watching uh, CBBC. It's a show called Who Let the Dogs Out? Okay. Especially about dog training. But he does the narration for it. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So he kind of takes the mickey a bit, which is quite nice. Even I, There was the show that he did. Oh, gosh, I can't remember what it was called. It was on BBC Three or something like that. The one with Greg Davis, where he played Greg Davis's dad. Apparently that wasn't that good. It was rubbish. Right. <laughs> But it was still great to see Rick Mayo, <laughs> you know, acting like a complete donkey. Yeah. Which was, that uh, was quite good fun. But he, he'll be very sadly missed. Moving on to slightly more, no, let, let's, stay, let's stay with the downbeat news, actually. <laughs> got one, one more rubbish one. Um, Edgar Wright has left Ant-Man as yep. director. Yeah. Which is um, quite disappointing, seeing as he's been attached to it for about eight years. Yeah. I was listening to another podcast where they're talking about this, and it's probably because Marvel have got their whole universe now it's got a very the style and a direction they want to go in obviously he started before like iron man came out <clears throat> the avengers and, and the avengers so if it's not going in that direction it won't fit in with the rest of the films mm. so that's probably why he's left because they wanted to do one thing and he wants to do something else i'm disappointed though because i would have loved to have seen an eggerate superhero movie yeah. with paul rudd as the main character hopefully he got paid for all the work he did on it well, yeah, because he, he did the he wrote the first couple of drafts of the script mm. with uh, Joe Cornish. Yeah, I know that. So yeah, hopefully he has. But it's just I just it's a bit of a disappointment, like because I was really looking forward to it. I yeah, it would been good. It might still be a good film. Yeah, I don't know. Um, staying on the subject of directors, Star Wars Eight yes. has a confirmed director, who is Rian Johnson, of Looper fame. Looper and Brick, and yeah. he did a couple of episodes of Breaking Bad as well. That did I he? don't know. Yeah. Uh yeah uh, so he's he will take over from jj abrams who's of course directing star wars 7 which is filming yeah. at the moment and apparently rain johnson has done the first pass of a screenplay for star wars 9 as well Jeez. Okay. so they're really uh planning this out yeah for for the next uh, couple of films in the star wars franchise i drove past pinewood studios last weekend and above the trees there were two massive crowd cranes and dangling off it was a couple of like weird spaceship things with purple lights all over it. Amazing. We couldn't, I couldn't quite see what was going on because I was obviously driving the car and it was going past trees, but yeah. it wasn't there on the way back. And I looked on Twitter for something, but no one had put anything on there. Mm. And then we drove past, we went to the Forest of Dean and we drove past this place called Puzzlewood, which has been used a lot for films. Okay. Uh, like Harry Potter, uh, Doctor Who filmed down there quite a lot. And there was loads of film trucks down there. Um. And it turns out it was Star Wars. And two helicopters came and landed in the field. And the stars came out of that when did their no stuff. Way. And then flew back off to wherever no they were way. going. Yeah. There you go. Bit of insider news for you. Insider news. Don't say we don't give it to you. Hot off the press. Hot off the press. <laughs> Staying with Star Wars as well. Um Harrison Ford broke his leg on yeah. set. The Millennium Falcon. Hold it together, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously still not quite capable of doing the pars the was it the Kepler, Kessel run. Kessel run in twelve parsecs. <laughs> um moving on in old age. But uh, yeah. I, I I'm so excited about the new Star Star Wars movie. Yep. Because um, I'm going to be taking it, taking my. Well, she will be seven at the time. Mm. That's going to be the perfect age. Perfect age. To She's go a girl though, so would it count? Will she like it? Yeah, I think that's a fairly sexist yeah. thing to say. Yeah, why not? Why can't she like <laughs> she it? She likes ponies. 
Uh, well, I'll tell you there's an alien pony in there. Yeah, like a tongue tie or something <laughs> like that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to try and factor in some time to make her watch all six films. Now, this is an interesting question. What order do you make her watch them in? The correct order. Which is? Four, five, one, two, three, six. No, that's wrong. No, that's right. Four, five, six, one, two, three. No, 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 no. It's four, five, find out Darth Vader's his dad. Spoilers if you haven't watched it. Then you go one, two, three, six. Mm, I, I, I don't yeah. think. Yeah. yeah. No. What, it's four. Yeah. Okay, we can agree to disagree. <laughs> Don't you tell me my ch- my parenting skills. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you tell me the order that I show the Star Wars films to my children in. Two, just very quickly, two trailers that have uh, come out recently, which actually both of them I, I'm quite excited for now. Uh, the first one was Dumb and Dumber 2. Oh, yeah, I was going to pick your brain on that. I, it really made me laugh. Yeah. I, 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 didn't, I didn't want to because I thought it would be difficult. Um seeing it 20 years on and I was just like I just don't think they <laughs> yeah there's no way it can be as good as the first one and actually I don't know if, uh, if everyone's seen the trailer but I think we posted it on the mm. Facebook page you should definitely check it out the very start of it where there, he's at the, the <laughs> he's got that look in his face when he's sitting in the wheelchair yeah. at the mental institution I, 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 I burst out <laughs> laughing gotcha I burst out laughing. And there's like little jokes for people who are big fans like Frida Felcher, who's yeah. a very small mention in the first film when they're in the hot tub together and all these different kind of things. I just, I, I, it's quite, mm. quite, quite cool. I, I'm looking forward to it. There was a clip they, Jeff Daniels and Jim Carrey went on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. I haven't seen that. This guest, it's on YouTube and they did this scene where they act out, they pretended they were in like a um, old uh, I suppose a soap opera, but is working in a cafe. <laughs> but they're only they're they always do it with mannequin hands. Okay. So all they're doing the whole scene with just mannequin hands. You'd have to watch it, but there's one point where he puts his hand inside the deep fat fries, going, "Oh, that's hot!" and lifts his hand out, it's all melted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, have search for that on Google. It's they're good. such brilliant physical comedians. But I, I, I'm, I just don't want to be disappointed. I hope it's it's good. Mm. Um. And from the trailer, it did make me laugh. So yeah. I'll wait and see. The other one that I saw the full trailer for recently, which really did make me laugh, was uh, the Inbetweeners movie. Yes. I didn't really like the full trailer. I, I thought it was good, but what I liked more was hearing them say none of the best jokes uh, okay. are in the trailer. They've purposely made it so that the trailer is what people think it would it would have been. Right. And the film will be completely different okay. to that. Because the first teaser trailer, teaser trailer was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fire wankers. <laughs> Um, yeah, I I I think it'll be good. I mean, there were, the, the, even in this, there were a couple of bits that I was just I really I burst out laughing. I think there's a bit where they're on a, a zip line. Yeah, and it's like I think it's a um, a GoPro that's yeah. on Will's face, and it's going so fast that he just passes out with fear <laughs> halfway down, and he just goes limp. It's absolutely hysterical. But I think it'll be it'll be good. I was reading an article with them, and they were saying they very much all of them saw the film as the end of the in-betweeners the first film yeah and they wouldn't have come back to it and the reason they've taken so long to do it is because they wanted to get it right and the the, all four of the actors were saying it wasn't until they read the script that they agreed to do it because they were a little bit apprehensive about if it would sully the memory of the first one and how good the tv show was and everything so hopefully, hopefully, it will be as good as the, the first one. Well, after chatting to the director a few weeks ago, yes, I think, Indeed, it's, uh, yeah. I think it should be good. <laughs> yeah. So what films have you been uh, casting your eye over the last few weeks? 
Um, th- there have actually been quite a few. I didn't think I'd seen as many of this, but I'll try and just batter through them. I'll I'll start with the two best ones that I've seen, which I absolutely loved. It, the first one was The Edge of Tomorrow, the Tom Cruise film. Yep. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. I, I was a massive fan of Oblivion. I, yeah, people keep saying Oblivion is rubbish, but I think that's a brilliant film. I thought it was great. And yeah. this, for me, is even better because the thing with Oblivion, it's not a flawless film, but it, just in terms of the sci-fi, a lot of the ideas were quite cool. I just, it was a bit different. Like, yeah. it wasn't like that. An Edge of Tomorrow is even better than that. I think the sci-fi that's in it is really interesting. The yeah. cast, the support cast is brilliant. You've got, like, uh, Brendan Gleeson and yeah. um, a couple of little actors that I've seen in other things that aren't famous, but they're just, they're cool actors. Emily Blunt, who plays like the heroine yeah. type character, is absolutely fantastic as an action, an action hero. Cool. So yeah, it's it definitely definitely worth checking out if you get the chance. And sadly, I don't think it's done as well at the box office as it really warranted. Um, maybe because people, I I really like Tom Cruise, but I think yeah. a lot of people are still like, oh, you know Tom Cruise because of his off film antics. You know, with yeah, like Katie ign- Holmes. Ignore all, all of that. He, he does good films. He does make great films. Yeah. And he still makes choices that I think are quite brave because yeah. this is not the type of film that a lot of A-listers would take. Ah. It's quite different. And he's not like the hero yeah. um, throughout the whole film, you know? So Have uh, you seen the trailer that's been recut with the uh, Edge of Tomorrow uh, theme from Saved by the Bell? No. <laughs> <laughs> Saved by the Bell. I think there was a TV movie or a TV series. But the the lyrics are... Standing on the edge of tomorrow. Imagine like a sort of 80s stroke 90s theme put over the top of the trailer. Amazing. It works perfectly. Really? No, I haven't seen that. (laughs) I need to post that that on the Facebook page. Um, But yeah, I I would heartily recommend Edge of Tomorrow. I I think it's one of the best films I've seen all year. Excellent. Um, And another film that has been getting so-so reviews, but I absolutely loved it, was Godzilla. Yeah, I I haven't seen any reviews, but I really want to see it. I, I really, really... In fact, I've seen it twice now. Is there some sort of twist ending to it? Uh, not really. No? Um, yeah. But just w- what the trailer shows you yeah. is not actually what the film's about. Okay, cool. So it's 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 quite cool the way that they've done right. that. It just, I mean, it looks stunning. The whole thing looks incredible. Yeah. And the acting is pretty good. Apart from Aaron Taylor-Johnson is... A bit wooden in it, but right. actually watching it the second time round, he wasn't as bad as I remembered from watching it the first time round. Yeah, but um, and they've already got, um, I think there's already kind of rumours that they're going to make a second one. Because well. they're going to make a Pacific Rim too. Yeah, I get a film that I saw recently again, and yeah. I actually quite enjoyed. I thought yeah. it was good. Yeagers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just to quickly run through some of the other ones that I've seen recently, I. I Film that I was not expecting that much from and really enjoyed. Amazing Spider-Man 2. Ah, I okay. thought it was infinitely better than the first one. Really? Yeah. Really, Wasn't really too good. many villains in there? Nah, not really. Because there's only really... There's three, isn't there? Yeah, but... Magneto's the main one. Magneto? It... Electro? Electro's the main one. Oh, we're getting a bit of crossover it's a, there. It's Marvel, who cares? <laughs> um, Jamie Foxx is really good in that. And um, Dame DeHaan, I thought, was quite good as a Green Goblin. They did kind of rushed the ending a little bit I thought but it it was really good and actually I I really liked Andrew Garfield and and Emma Stone and this is Paul Giamatti how's he he's good but he's only really in it like literally the first scene of the film and the last scene of the film oh right so he's not really a major part of it Uh, okay Uh, but he he was quite good fun I mean completely over the top (laughs) um he he was quite good fun Calvary the independent Irish film 
which has got Brendan Gleeson as a priest who's told oh, he's got a week to live. Yeah, I've seen the posters all over the tube, but not seen yeah. the trailer or anything. It's really good. Uh-huh. Uh, quite dark, but I, I I really enjoyed it. Some really good performances in there. And a lot of the, it. So Chris O'Dowd from the IT crowd's in it. Ah, okay. Um, in a more kind of serious role. Domino Gleeson, his son's in it as well for a small bit. And it's it, it just really good. Uh, superbly acted and quite nice. quite gut-wrenching as well in bits as well. It was really well done. Uh, and staying with uh, Irish filmmaking, uh, I also saw Frank quite recently. Oh, right, okay. What's, is it good? I, I really liked it. Yeah. I think it's, it will be a complete Marmite movie because it yeah. is so odd. I've never yeah. seen anything like it. It's got nothing to do with the whole Frank Sidebottom thing. Not it's just really, the head. Although, because I think the screenplay was written by the guy who was the bassist yeah, John in the Bond. keyboardist. The keyboardist, sorry. Yeah. So it's, it's loosely about their time working with him. But I think it's more to do with not just so much Frank, it's more like any mercurial front man and yeah. like stuff. And it's not exactly what it seems at first. Like this isn't some sort of pretentious, you know, weirdo. Yeah. There's other stuff going on behind the scenes. It's, just, it's really well done. Can um, you never see his face? Uh, that would be a spoiler. But um, I just think it's cool that an, an up and coming, I'd say, A-list actor, because he's, he's A-list, but yeah. he's still in the infancy of his A-list yeah. <laughs> um, for Michael Vassbender to take a role where he's not on screen pretty yeah. much for the whole film is quite brave I think um, but it, I, I really enjoyed it. it it's an odd one though it's not does he talk like Frank's eye bottom though no he's Irish in it right yeah okay um, not that that's like, what Frank's eye bottom sounds is like is he Irish or American well, if, you, if it's anything like... Uh, no, he's, Amer- he's American in it. He's American. Glorious Bastards, it or... Uh, it kind of goes X-Men, all over the yeah. place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad Neighbours, I saw the Seth Rogen one. Okay. Any way good? better than I thought it was going to be. Because I thought, oh, it'd just be another... Uh. It's No, it's way better than that. It, they're actually quite cool. The the couple, Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne, who plays his wife, are very good. And actually, Zac Efron and um, Donnie... Donnie Franco? James Franco. James, no, James Franco's little brother. Right. Uh, I can't remember his name, but he, they're both they're they're both very funny. It's yeah, it's 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 not an amazing film, but it was it was way better than I thought it was yeah. going to be. Uh, just quickly on that, the new Seth Rogen James Franco film, the assassination assassination the interview, yeah, where they're going to try and kill I Kim Jong. It was a weird like when I when I heard about it, I was like, that seems odd that they're yeah. releasing that. Yeah, well, uh, if they do. North Korea's yeah. going to declare war. Yeah, apparently. Apparently, yeah. It just seems like a dumb one to make. Like, why would you... I don't know. It just seemed odd. Yeah. But, I don't know. And the only other one that I saw recently was uh, Transcendence, the Wally Fister film. Johnny Depp, he plays like this computer oh, that becomes... I saw scented. the trailer and I thought, nah. It's really poor. Is it? It's, yeah. It's, Johnny Depp does have some strange film choices. Yeah. I, I, I We've talked about this before. I'm not the biggest Johnny Depp fan. Yeah. I, it's just... It's just the whole. It's a bit rushed and odd, and and he turns bad in the end. Well, yeah, it? but it just it didn't really. The end of it was so unsatisfying for yeah. where it was potentially taking you the whole film, and it was like. Didn't know whether it wanted to be a love story or a sci-fi film yeah. or, just, I mean, it looks great, like because Wally Fister's obviously been the DP for all the Chris Nolan films. Yeah, so it looks beautiful, but yeah. it was just it, it. You know, you compare sci-fi like that to Edge of Tomorrow and Transcendence will probably take more because of the advertising and stuff it's had you just you should go and see Edge of Tomorrow over a film like Transcendence so much better fair enough but that's everything so although there was one other older film that I did 
go and see which was I, I went to see a performance in the Royal Al- Albert Hall oh yes of Star Trek yeah. live the first one we had a Star Trek Orchestra. special didn't we a few months ago Into Darkness and so this was the first one this was the first one yeah uh, they were showing both back to back but we only had tickets for right. the first one but it was unlike anything I'd ever seen it yeah. was absolutely incredible to see the full orchestra playing with the film and uh, it, how it was, was the amazing. sound then it was incredible like yeah. they put the subtitles on the film because when it, it gets to the really loud bits of the score it slightly drowns out the, ah. the the actors voices okay but it was an unbelievable experience and obviously you're in one of the most amazing venues yeah. in the world so well, we've been backstage rock and roll yeah we have we have <laughs> it's the first time i'd ever been in the albert hall not working ah. and i've been that's the fourth time i've been there so. i saw reef there in 1998 <laughs> <laughs> oh bless your hands <laughs> exactly. uh, great party song if, you, if you're at a house party, slam that down. Yeah. You'll have everybody singing along. You will. Just a little FYI there. There you go. What about you? Have you I've seen, seen a grand total of three films. Wow. Well, I know. It's amazing. Uh, John Dies at the End. I haven't seen it. it the trailer has got Paul Giamatti in it and another guy. And they're sitting in a um, restaurant chatting about this drug. And it's like it looks like... Um, oil but then it moves around on the needle and like little spikes come out they think oh this is going to be a bit weird and alien and then so i wanted to watch it because of the trailer the start of the film the first half is pretty weird and pretty mentioned oh this is really good like there's a scene where these two guys go down into a basement and basically there's a ghost that lives in the basement so this sort of ghost woman just appears behind them and then she goes turns into a load of snakes all these snakes go everywhere so they're going ah running away they run, one guy runs up the stairs goes to grab the doorknob it turns into an actual knob so he goes to grab it so it's wow. all this like weird so you go ah that's really weird and then there's a chest freezer with loads of meat and all the meat sort of jumps out and then sort of turns itself into a big meat man but it's all it's- done practically so there's no CG, so the, you, you can basically see the wires pulling the meat all together. So it's really weird, really bizarre, and really funny. And then about halfway through, it just turns into a weird sort of... Everything's green-screened and just a bit rubbish. And it just completely loses the plot. What is the plot of the film? Basically, there's a drug... Um, I don't really know what the plot of the film is, actually. Essentially, Paul Giamatti is a reporter who... Uh, needs to find out about what this guy's been doing so this guy's telling him his whole story about this drug and what he can do and makes you see reality in a different way and all this sort of stuff but it just it just goes weird it just doesn't deliver wow. very odd it's worth watching if you like Paul Giamatti because he's good in it I do like Paul Giamatti and yeah. there's, there's some the good the first half is great but the second half is just just rubbish okay uh, so there's that and then there's, going back to the Irish independence films a film called Grabbers uh, I, I, I haven't seen this. Is this the one? This, I, I remember my little brother telling me about yeah. the film. Is this the one about where they have to stay drunk? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, this island gets invaded by this sort of, basically like a giant alien octopus that feasts on blood. But if the blood content, alcohol content is too high, it kills the thingy. So everyone has to go and get locked in a pub, get really pissed. So the alien doesn't try and kill them all. It's re- it's re- it's like a it's kind of like a by the numbers horror film, but it's just really well done. There's just the right amount of comedy in it, and the CG is really really good. Really, it's like you watch something like Sharktopus, yeah, where the CG is awful. This is as good as a Hollywood really film. Um, it's really funny. It's, it's very much worth a watch. Cool, yeah, Grabbers. 
And the other odd film that I saw was called Odd Thomas. It's got the guy from Star Trek who plays Chekhov. Okay. He's basically a guy that can see ghosts. And so you can see dead people and you can also see these weird things. I can't remember what they're called, but they're like sort of weird demons. Okay. And they're sort of translucent and it looks really creepy because he, he works in like a cafe and all these demons are just sort of crawling all over the walls, but only he can see them. And the demons are sort of sniffing out when something bad's going to happen. So this one dude comes in. He's like a going to be a mass murderer. So all these demons are following him. And it just looks really, really creepy. Mm. Uh, it's a really good film. The ending's great. Uh, I kind of guessed what was going to happen. But essentially, it's just watch it. It's very good. Cool. Odd Thomas. Odd Thomas. Odd Thomas. I quite like that. I can't remember his name, but he's he's a really good actor. Yeah. He's been in quite a few things. He's Russian as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Victor, Victor, too. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So that's my movie watching. Oh, and the Lego Movie, which has just come out. Still haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I will need to put that on my right. to watch list. Is it on Netflix or anything yet? You can download. No, it. it's just come out on Blu-ray. So there are. Other means, other means of, them of okay. uh, which are all strictly watching. legal, of course, uh, of just course. for the lawyers. Yeah, just yeah. for the lawyers. <laughs> you you got to watch it because you'll just love Batman. Cool. There's so many lines from other Batman films in there, and just when he starts singing his song about being an orphan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely check that out this cool. weekend. So that's it for Movie Digest this week. I've been JQ, and I've been Finn. <laughs> Ciao, ciao. Bye.